I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game! Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! So, U.S. sports. i got to start the slot. I'm sorry to say, Donnie, by just giving a brief update on the live football. I hope you won't mind. Giroud has scored for Arsenal in the FA Cup against Hull on 41 minutes. So, they are 1-0 up in time in the Champions League games, which all kicked off at 7.45, of course. Nil all between Madrid and Roma. Madrid leading 2-0 on aggregate. This game at the Burnabout tonight. And Wolfsburg nil, Ghent nil. Wolfsburg at home tonight, and they lead 3-2 on aggregate. Hello, sir. Hey, Joe. How are you doing, man? Good. So we got a lot going on. We're going to talk about uh, LeBron and his tweeting and the Cavs seemingly in disarray behind the scenes. We're going to talk about some early retirements in the NFL. And we're going to start with a late retirement in the NFL. Some say a few years too late. Peyton Manning. Well, hey, look, he's retiring on top, so you can't say that, Joe. He's a Super Bowl champ. He's the worst Super Bowl quarterback champ of all time, I've Uh, been told. Look... The sheriff is right into the sunset on top, and you can't take that away from him. Yeah, he is—he is the man. I mean, everybody isn't—isn't isn't this what they all want? Michael Jordan. This is what they did. They retired on top. You go sure. out the king. Yeah. yeah, I was curious to know from his press conference because I didn't get to see it. If we uh, got an emotional uh, Peyton Manning, we played him on the news round yesterday. Very emotional and mm-hmm. seemingly sincere. Or if we got some of the old, you know, I like drinking this brand of beer and I like hugging Papa John type uh, performance. So I guess you've seen a bit of this press conference. What was the setup yesterday for Peyton Manning? How did this all unfold? Well, it was it was more or less. We knew this was coming, right? Sure. There was no chance. No team was going to pay Peyton Manning to play for another season at the wages that he expected. Now, I, from what I've heard and read, he wanted to, he would have entertained offers to come back, but only there there, there weren't any credible uh, offers for for Peyton. So, what's a credible offer for? Peyton? I mean, it's it's over ten million euros, ten million dollars okay. a year, you know. Okay. And you know, you could see how limited he was as a quarterback in in the Super Bowl. So, the world has has moved on from Peyton, and he sort of accepted that. And being one of the richest. Athletes in American history, I suppose, it's not such a hard reality to face retirement. Yeah. And he was emotional yesterday. He was, you know, it wasn't this crash, or sorry, this crass commercial um, advertisement, basically, that he had turned his sort of victory speech at the Hall of, at the at the Super Bowl two. There was no mentions of his alcohol distributors. There was no mention of his pizza pie franchises. Uh, he left the scene gracefully. Although interestingly, there was uh, one question uh, pertaining to his um, to the allegations made against him uh, 19 years ago when he was um, a player at the University of Tennessee. We've discussed these allegations yeah, of sexual, sexual harassment, harassment. basically yeah. putting his genitals in the face of a uh, of a female physio. Doctor physio, yeah. Uh, Manning answered those questions. I did not do what has been alleged, and I am not interested in relitigating something that happened when I was 19 years old. Um, and I, kind of like my dad used to say when I was in trouble, I can't say it any plainer than that. Um, and so this is a joyous day, and uh, it's a special day. And like Forrest Gump said, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> 
chuckles from the media. I saw it was Lindsay Jones of USA Today who asked the question. She was the only one who asked this question and has had to defend herself pretty much for the following 24 hours about how dare she ask this question. And naturally, on the whole HGH being delivered to the man in residence for a year, not a single question about that. That is actually one of the most scandalous uh, burials of a story before it's ever been teased out, I can think of. I mean, we didn't even... Ever. And we didn't even discuss it on the show. Um, I mean, basically, it was revealed the week before the Super Bowl that Manning basically sent two private investigators, uh, two big bald men clad in black, to the house of this man, this whistleblower, this this guy who had worked at the clinic and was making these allegations right. uh, in a secret camera interview with uh, Al Jazeera. He sent two private eyes to his house. And basically, there's a 911 call. You could hear his this guy's sister. I think his name is Charlie uh, Blank, I think. His his sister is ringing the police and saying, there's two men claiming to be cops here, but they're, I don't think they're cops. Right. Can you get somebody down here? Because I'm a little bit suspicious that something weird is going on. They want to speak to my brother, and I don't know. My parents are a little bit scared. This is what Manning was doing like two days before uh, this interview went out on Al Jazeera. After these private eyes show up, this guy, Charlie, decides to totally recant his story and said he was this was all a lie and he he made it all up. So, like, it, yeah. it, it just, it was just swept away, you He's know. so entitled, Manning. I never realized the full extent of it. Like, even in that final dinner stroke, lunch stroke chat he has with Jim Nance and the CBS crew before the Super Bowl and how, like, Nance, you know, said this was a non-story, obviously, previously, but... Upon finishing, they all stand up and give Peyton Manning a standing ovation. And even watching some of the press conference yesterday when he got emotional, like he's just been so enabled. All of these guys are, I guess, where he just has to say that he just loves playing ball and just loves doing good and just loves America. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. You're so great, Peyton. That's the kind of atmosphere around these guys. I believe his last words at this press conference yesterday were, God bless football. Oh, yeah. God bless football. You know, yes, that brought a tear to Jim Nance's eye. Right. That's you know that gets them that gets those journalists up off their feet <laughs> with that standing ovation going. Now, um, Lindsay Jones looking around her going, yeah, "What the hell just on? happened?" Tributes have rolled in. Tom Brady. Uh, you know, we've often talked about the Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning rivalry. Tom Brady was very gracious talking to uh, Peter King yesterday on Sports Illustrated. He said, "You know, think about how long he's been a great quarterback uh, for Peyton. That pressure's probably off." Often for the first time in his life, imagine how that feels. So he he really he said talking about himself. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> just he, imagine how sweet that would feel. Exactly. Well, I mean, Brady is back in court at the moment with the flake gate is back around. So I'm sure he's kind of looking forward to sort of being out of the public uh, limelight. Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your interpretation of this. Like okay. Cam wrote a beautiful post on Instagram. It was a really nice post. Yeah, and I didn't spot the potential hidden message here until it was pointed out to me. Cause mm. What I should say, if you're uh, less cynical, is that Cam's post had lots of like capitals or spelling mistakes or just like punctuation wasn't a hot, you know, it was not a priority for him here. He didn't run it through spell check. No, he didn't. So at one point he says to Peyton Manning on his post, you set the bar high, extremely high. And knowing your family, I know that's just the norm. Okay, Mm. so then someone points out to you that one, the high both times is in capital letters. And instead of an I, there's a one. 
So suddenly, if you took out the numbers and just looked at the digits, mm-hmm. it would be HGH. That's you set the bar HGH, extremely HGH, and knowing your family, I know that's just the norm. The story, of course, being that his wife got it delivered to her. So is Cam Newton basically just like making a HGH joke here to, to Peyton Manning? That's what the internet is believing and it, <laughs> when you just, when you look at it I mean it's a very touching post there's a great photograph yeah. of the guys having a hug and it's like wow these guys are real buddies you know he's mm. he praises the sheriff on his way out but then you just see you know and the words are right next to each other HGH all caps yeah all it caps just makes you wonder now he could get away with it because he you know the rest of the of the text isn't really vetted for grammar or anything yeah. like that so which might be just, a brilliant move on his part he may hate bad grammar and just thought for the purposes of this post to get me legally off the hook. Yeah. Like, I would say that the genuine stuff in the post about how great Manning was was probably genuine. Mm. But there maybe is this dichotomy, which is in, you know, the context of NFL where they're all doing it, mm-hmm. kind of acceptable, which is like, no, you are great. I mean, there was the HGH thing, let's be honest, but you were still great. Right, well, and I think, you know, if, you know, if these allegations were going around towards Newton on, as opposed to Manning, I think, you know, there might be a completely different uh, opinion of it in the media, but... Peyton Manning has assumed this sort of godly uh, stature in American life, and uh, he he'll leave the scene as as the king. You know, yeah. and, and you know all these allegations. You know, you're talking about Sharapova in the last slot. Obviously, you know people in America just really just say we don't care. Yeah. We don't care if Peyton Manning was on drugs. We yeah. we presume all these guys are on drugs. There's a very strange attitude towards performance enhancing drugs in American sports generally, especially in NFL, where there's just a presumption, I think, by people that there's no way these guys could get this big and this strong without being on something. Yeah. Um, the NFL has proved to be very lax in, in how it's uh, tested uh, players. We talked about Von Miller, the star of the Broncos this year. You know, he, he, had, ta- he had basically tampered with drug tests and had to sit out six games two seasons ago. He's... Now a hero, and there's no one, no one, it's not even mentioned, you know, there's yeah. no taint around him. Yeah. Like, it, it, where do you even begin with I some know. of them? And that was my point, actually, I made to Paul about Sharapova, is that, like, right across America, she has controlled this. Like, mm. unless you're really digging for day one and two and three, yeah. you haven't, probably haven't done your research on Meldonium. Uh, you wanted to mention another yeah. NFL retirement? Look, another retirement today, a little bit surprising. Calvin Johnson, he'll be known to, um, uh, I guess fantasy football players and casual NFL plans, NFL fans, is man known as Megatron, one of the greatest receivers, a physical freak, an, an incredible player, a human highlight reel. Mm. Retired at age thirty today. Okay, which struck me as interesting because like he's seeming, he's more he had an off season for him, but he was still he's still more or less at the top of his game. He could command a massive contract wherever he wanted to go. This comes to about two weeks after Marshawn Lynch, age twenty nine, another one of the the best running backs uh, in the NFL also announced his retirement. These are two guys, incredibly wealthy, incredibly successful, who are just saying, you know, when they're heading into that sort of like, you know, their 30s, you know, that se- that latter stage of the career, they're just saying, hey, we're done. We don't want this anymore. Mm. And I, I just presume, I haven't, this is just my own theory, these guys are just realizing they're looking at the massive physical toll the NFL, the playing professional football is, is taking on these guys and they're just saying I don't need this yeah. this is actually killing me yeah. I've made a ton of money yeah. I can make they can more money retire, exactly yeah. I've, I've made a killing for seven, six or seven years that's enough I'm getting out yeah. and I, you know it's, it's bad for the sport because these are some of the most exciting players to watch but it's, I, it's an interesting thing that to, to kind of watch in the coming years our NFL players you know in the, they make their money in, in, se- in six or seven seasons and they're just saying 
you know, I'm done. We don't need it anymore. Or less. You can you can make in the right position. You can make it in three years, and you can well, live a reasonable life. The the NFL have structured their contracts so you ha- you basically they have a sort of a rookie scale contract. So you okay. have to you have to basically have to make less money for, than the rest of the league for your first three seasons, and then after the onto that fourth season, you can then you can cash in. Okay, clever, so, clever. Yeah, well, that's, they're they're smart. You know, they see where this is going. Okay, before you go, uh, LeBron. So it's not that. Uh, Cleveland Cavs have been terrible this season because I looked at the table they're top of the Eastern Conference yeah they're 44 and 10 yeah so 44 and 10 is good when you're not looking at the Warriors with their 56 wins but uh, there seems to be disharmony behind the scenes one LeBron has been accused of getting their coach sacked mid-season mm-hmm. he denies that That's says he just wasn't afraid to use his basketball intellect yeah. which is a beautiful thing and now too he's thrown out tweets uh, such as it's this simple you can't accomplish well, okay, it was a typo. I'm doing him a favor there. Cool. But he says, you can't accomplish the dream if everyone isn't dreaming the same thing every day. Nightmares follow. And nightmares being the phrase he used when he left uh, Cleveland all those years ago about the situation. So people were reading into that. And he was talking about how structure and consistency pr- creates perfection. You shortcut, you come up short, straight up. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty obvious go at his teammates and his team. I mean... Because it's so vague, you can only presume so. I mean, like, basically, LeBron went back to Cleveland uh, two seasons ago. You know, he was he was widely he was sort of a hate hate figure in America. He turned his back on his home team, and uh, he went to Miami, won two rings, sort of did everything he could to do there. And he thought he'd win the love of America back and and of Cleveland by uh, returning to his hometown he team. He wrote a beautiful letter about inspiring the kids. Yeah, and and. They had sort of set set everything up quite nicely for him. They brought in a guy named Kevin Love, who was a very good player on a very bad team, uh-huh. and uh, they had one of the best young point guards in, in the NBA, Kyrie Irving. People thought like this could basically LeBron could do what do in Cleveland what he did in Miami, but it really hasn't worked out. Um, the Cavs made this, the NBA playoffs, the NBA finals, excuse me, last year. Basically, LeBron dragged everybody on his back. His players, the team kind of broke down around them, around him due to injuries. Yeah. Um, so he kind of has a point here. Well, he, he, he I, basically LeBron is so is so much vastly better than everybody else on the team in the league. Really, more bar three or four players. Yeah. He can't live with guys who can't match him. Yeah. And he expects so much. His basketball IQ is off the charts, as they say. Yeah. And he's especially with the, with Kyrie Irving, the their chemistry according to all reports, is terrible and they can't play together. Okay, because Kyrie Irving tweeted on the day afterwards saying, you know, you can only control, you can only worry about what you control, i.e. you, LeBron, you and your ego. I can't control that. I'm not going to worry about it, but I don't like you. It's not a good sign when when athletes or teammates are sending weird tweets to sort of vaguely address to each other. It's very passive-aggressive. It's it's not how, it's not a good sign for a team. Now, Cleveland welcomed last night the Memphis Grizzlies to their uh, stadium a team who was down four starters and only had eight players for the game and they lost and like everybody's the the feeling the vibes out of Cleveland even though I said 44-10 they're 44-20 and they're number one they're number one in the east everything is set up for them to be in the uh, in the NBA finals again but there's just a feeling that something is wrong. is deeply wrong you, yeah. you mentioned getting the coach sacked I mean is the new guy in? Tyrone Tyrone Lue is in his things aren't going well. He's sort of trying to look after this. There was always a feeling that LeBron was coaching the team yeah. last season, yeah. that David Blatt was just sort of along for the ride and often overwhelmed. But basically, 
owner of the Cavs, Dan Gilbert, basically said, LeBron, you're basically, you kind of call the shots here. You're in charge of the whole organization, really, more or less. And, um, you know, they brought the players they brought in haven't been, been meshing well with LeBron. But how, do, how does, I don't know if anybody really can at this stage, you know. Okay. Uh, Joe, if you're doing this slot, get the terminology right. It's the standings, not the table. Yeah, come on. And he got the coach fired, not sacked. No. Set him straight, Donnie. Terrible. <laughs> you need to do six I'll months whatever, in, uh, in I'll Bristol. I'll use whatever uh, terminology I feel like using. God damn it. Well. Uh, okay, we'll leave it there for the time being. Donnie, I'll see you next Tuesday. See ya. Off the ball with betdac.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team.